To the Empower Series podcast. It is Diaisha and Brittany. Okay, guys. So today we're talking about financial literacy. So, what is financial literacy? The possession of the set of skills and knowledge that allows an individual to make informed and effective decisions with all of their financial resources. So, tip of the day reduce debt and build your emergency savings. And we'll get into that. Shortly after this question is answered, I'm sure a lot of you need advice for this same question. So the question is, I live paycheck to paycheck. How do I get out of debt? Well, that's a big one. That is everybody's everybody's condition, right? So the first step is to look at all of your expenses from your rent to your utilities to how much money you spend on food, whether you go out or not your music subscriptions, your gas, everything needs to be written down in one place. What is your month to month? What is your week to week? Okay, so when you're budgeting, you want to list all your expenses, how much you make that for the month, not the week, how much you totally make minus the taxes, minus that expense, well, all of your expenses in one so you can get that grand total. So you're living paycheck to paycheck because right now you're living at your means, okay? There's this book called The Latte Factor by David Bach. And what he does, he talks about the small amounts we spend here and there and how they equate to so much money that we can use for our future savings. So small expenses such as eating out, excuse me, coffee, books and magazines, Utilities such as TV, well, we need internet in this time, but TV, music subscriptions, any small thing that you can live without that is not necessary for your life, you need to remove from your life. Mm-hmm. And what we need to understand is that it's not a it's not a necessity, it's a want. Yeah. And these wants are really taken away from our livelihoods and our future buildings. That is why we're living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... You're going every day, you want your cup of coffee, you feel like you need your cup of coffee, that adds up. Whether it's $2.50, whether it's $4 for Frappuccino, every day you're spending that small amount on, on coffee, you could be putting that into your individual savings. Okay. Another thing, after you take a look at all your expenses and you reduce those extra expenses, extra expenses such as Spotify, you spending $10 a month. Just to not hear ads. (laughs) Think about that. (laughs) These are small things. You're watching. You're paying what six dollars for Hulu, eight dollars for Netflix, and you got Xfinity TV and internet. What are you doing? You are wasting money. All that money can add up and be what you use for gas, and that extra thirty dollars can go into your savings. Mm -hmm. Every little cent counts. Budget to the last. Cent. Yes, every little cent really does count because you might think, okay, this only is a dollar more than I was supposed to spend. This was only an extra dollar. Yeah, but when you got that bill coming up and you short a dollar, you can't be calling Georgia Power talking exactly. about I'm short a dollar. That exactly. dollar count at that point. So it's very important. 
And when we carry cash and we buy things with cash and we have that extra change, those coins that we like to basically disregard, put it, have a piggy bank, have mm-hmm. a coin jar. At the end of three months, go to the coin star and make those dollars. Put yep. that money in your savings. Matter of fact, don't even go to Coinstar because that costs money too. Oh. Go to Dollar Tree, get the little coin things. You know, old school. You put the coins in the what are the paper coin things called? Do you know? I, don't I can't know, remember what I they're called. But go get those paper coin things. Is like a lot in a pack for a dollar. Put the coins in there and take it to your bank, or just take the piggy bank to your. Well, you could just take the piggy bank to your bank. Yeah, that too. So there you go. Look, these things matter. When you get your paycheck, I want you. If you cannot take 20% of that check and put into your own savings before you pay your bills, you are living above your means, okay? Mm -hmm. The goal of success, as in David Bach's book, The Latte Factor, the ultimate goal as to every financial advisor's advice, live below your means. Yeah. That is the only way to not live paycheck to paycheck. When I look at my bank account, I want to see $1,000 plus. Currently, I'm not looking at $1,000 plus. That's because I need to reduce my spending, such as clothes. I have a problem shopping. I always feel your brand is what you present to the world. So I want to get my nails done. I want to get my hairs done. I want to buy new clothes. But what I've decided is I can do my own hair. I can do my own nails. And my clothes, although I've worn them many times, they still look very good and well well cleaned. Yep, just remix them up. Remix them know. up, retrend. When you're going to buy your fashion, make sure it's something that you can wear with multiple pieces in your wardrobe. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Don't buy something for one outing that you're like, I'm never gonna wear that again. That's a waste of money. You just wasted forty, sixty dollars yep. on an item that you would never wear again. So matter of fact, if you buy it for a one time thing, guess what? Take it back to the store. I'll tell you, take it back. Get your money. Or buy something that you can wear multiple times. Yeah. That's the only way. Do not buy an item unless it's a wedding or um, a graduation, you know, something important. But if it's going out with your girls in the summertime and you (laughs) want this cute little dress, if you can't wear that cute little dress five more, six more times, do not buy that dress. That is true. Especially the sequence with the the glitter. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Um, going into, that's how, that's the best way I say to answer that question. Live below your means. Mm -hmm. Count out all those small expenses that you do not need. That is not a necessity. And if you cannot, when you get your check, pay yourself 20% of that check, you are living above your means. So I have a question based on what you're saying. So I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I need to get out of debt. You told me to get rid of these small expenses. I'm a little hard-headed. Is there someone, a professional person I can go to that will help me with these files? <laughs> a financial advisor financial would, advisor. but that costs money. Yeah. That's why it's important for you to have accountability within yourself, within your ideas of what you want for your future. Because if you don't act for yourself and you need somebody to hold your hand all the time, you're never going to get out that living for paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. It's on you to be financially successful, nobody else. So if you look at your expenses, you cut all the ones that you do not need, and you save 20% of your check for yourself that you're willing to invest in the future, then you will get out of the living paycheck to paycheck phase. But right now, if you feel everything that you have is what you need, 
then you're going to be stuck. The only other way would be get another form of employment, whether it be a part-time or a business. You just have to look at your expenses. And then sometimes it's being without. Not without food, not without clothing, not without gas to get to your job, but without your music. You can listen to YouTube for free. Mm -hmm. Spotify is free. You just have to listen to ads. You don't need to watch TV. You can look at YouTube. There's different things, different positive free outlets on the web. The web is universal. It has so much content that if you take the time, you can find these free resources to substitute what you pay for. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. So, I think that was a great point, guys. That was the biggest point, honestly, is to live below your means. So the first book that I told you about was called The Latte Factor by David Bach. It's a, it's a bestseller, and it's very simple. It goes by a story of a girl who goes to the coffee shop every day, and the barista tells her about, you spend this money on this coffee every day. You take this money, and they did the math of what it totaled up by the end of the month, and they said, if you invested that into the stock market, who knows what your return investment would be? Okay, but that was only one item, such as coffee. Just imagine if you invested what you pay for your Hulu subscription or your YouTube, not your YouTube, your Spotify. These small subscriptions that you feel like you need. You take that money every month, put it in a pot and invest it in such as the stock market or your own business. You will have a return on investment. We're going to get more into that later. The other book is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kioski. It says, what the rich teach their kids about money that the poor and middle class do not. It talks about wealth accumulation, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Okay? So take the time to do a quick synopsis of both of those books. I highly suggest that you read both of those books. And you can see how what I'm saying to be true as the living below your means and how by them doing that, they're able to become today millionaires. Okay? So these small, small investments that we don't know, do the math, okay? Take what you spend. If you go get coffee every day, take what you spend on coffee every day, times it by the week, times it by the month, and times it by the year. That money you could save towards a stock investment. So we gear our money towards the stock investments. But say you want to be an entrepreneur. You have this great business idea that you want to pursue, but you're living paycheck to paycheck. Reducing those those not necessary, those wants, you'll have enough money to possibly invest in your business. And when you invest in yourself, other people want to invest in you as well. So a little business fact, I want you to take time to research this as well. Baby boomers have all the purchasing power, Okay. Currently, baby boomers are the ones sitting on the money and making all the real estate investments. So when you think about entrepreneurship, if you're thinking about providing a service or a product, think about how you can serve the baby boomer community. So that's a quick little business tip because those are the ones with the money. So providing services to them would increase your possibility of a return on investment. Okay. Okay, going on to these formulas for financial success, which is wealth. So when I talk about return and investment, I talk about the rate of return. So the rate of return is the amount you receive after the cost of an initial investment, calculated in the form of percentage. 
the percentage can be a form, sorry, the percentage can be reflected as a positive, which is considered a gain or profit. When the percentage is negative, it reflects a loss. This information is very useful in determining whether or not the initial investment you made was good. So when you're making your purchases at the store, at the mall, what is your rate of return? How many times can you wear that outfit? How many times can you cook that product? Is it a one-day cook? So say I'm buying shrimp. Am I buying shrimp for the week or am I buying shrimp for tonight? Mm -hmm. That's the difference. So that's $11 versus $20. And $11 I'm going to spend today, I'm going to eat tonight, and that's a waste of $11. Yep. How many times can I eat that meal? So think about things like that. So when we talk about building wealth, there's a formula to calculate. I'm going to try to go over it really slow. The formula is the current value minus the original value divided by the original value times 100. Okay? So when we talk about the current value, the current value of the item and then the original value is the price at which you purchased the item. So an example is, let's say in 2019, you purchased a home for $200,000. In the next few, few years, homes in your neighborhood have been selling well due to the new shopping plaza a couple of miles away, which increased the market value of your home. In 2022, you decided to downsize and sell your home based on the current market value during this time you are able to sell your home at $250,000. Using the formula, you can calculate the return on investment. So your current value of your home is now $250,000, and your original value back in 2019 was $200,000, okay? So your current value, which is $250,000, minus $200,000, divided by $200,000 times 100, that's the rate of return. So... You might want to, you know, rewind and go over that again, but you can also Google the rate of return formula, which is an asset to your budgeting. So whenever you're making a big purchase, look at the rate of return in your investment. That's how you know it's a good investment. Mm -hmm. Whether it's worth it or not. Okay. So in order to build wealth, this is what a lot of financial advisors preach, is the investment formula. So money plus time equals investment, right? Investments is the plus or minus rate of return. So your investment value minus the rate of your return. So whatever you invested, how much you will receive from that investment or how much would you lose from that investment? Okay. So investments plus or minus the rate of return Minus inflation, because some of our products are heavily inflated, and minus taxes. So when you make your large investments, such as your house, what if the house that you bought in that area, now the area is going down, you want to quickly get out of that because you're going to lose value in your investment. Okay, so that's the inflation part. And minus the taxes that you have to pay every time you make an investment. You have to think about that as well. How much taxes are you paying on things? And then that equals wealth. That's the financial cake. So there's four tiers to the financial cake, which is the first level of protection. The second level includes debt management and emergency fund. The third level includes savings and fun time. And the fourth level includes building wealth. So the first level 
is your current profit, where do you currently stand, your current value in return. The second level, debt management and an emergency fund. Those is where people normally get stuck because we're in the mix of trying to reduce our debt because how can you pay yourself and invest in yourself if you're owing people? So it's very counteractive. So you want to make sure you're reducing your debt as much as possible. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're building your emergency fund because anything can happen and you must be prepared for those things to happen. So having for your emergency fund, having at least three months to six months worth of your current income saved up so that just in case anything happens, you have that money available to you in case of emergency. Yep, and that's the goal. Yes. So again, for debt management, you want to be reducing your debt as much as possible. So you need to make sure your debt is below at least 30%. So when you're reviewing your debts, get the total of all your debts, including your student loans, in one pot so you can see the grand total of what your debt is. Your goal is to get that debt below 30%. So as you are breaking down those different components, and you can also you know, vary it from what's most important to you to what's least important. Maybe you want to take out the student loan because, again, that is a debt. How can you build wealth when you're continuously building debt? So whether it's a credit cards, your car loan, your mortgage, take those debts together, get that total, and work towards getting that money, that amount, at least 30% below what it currently is, okay? So, again, we're building that emergency fund. We're reducing our debt. And the next level is our current day-to-day -day savings. Our savings that we're making outside of our emergency fund savings are for investment purposes only. Not to go shopping, not to go traveling. This savings needs to be a good old pot that you can invest in the stock market and or real estate. Those are the two most profitable sectors in our capitalist society today. Okay. And once we do those things, we get our debt down, we have our emergency fund, and we're building our savings for our future profit, we then will build wealth. But again, in order to build wealth, you have to reduce that debt. We don't want to pay our bills, people. We know, we look at it, we're like dreading it. We say we make all this money, and then we can't see the money because we're paying these debts and we're investing in ourselves. But remember, in order to become wealthy, you have to have minimum debt. And you have to have a return on your investments. So make sure you're building your savings to invest in yourself. So we don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. We want to always live below our means. That's how the wealthy stay wealthy. They don't live above their means. They live below their means. Meaning they're able to pay their debt. They're able to buy their needs for that month and future months. And they have emergency savings while still making a profit to invest with. Okay, so take those things in consideration. And the next one is the financial cornerstone, which talks about protection, tax advantage, safety, and growth. Okay, protection as in, say you have a family invested in life insurance. There's so many different types of life insurance out there. That's how the wealthy really stay wealthy. They don't really invest in the small profits. They invest in those big million dollar life insurance packages. So down the line, look more into that. We're going to have a discussion about that next time as to how to protect your family and your assets 
going forward once you start building your wealth, okay? Tax advantages, being an entrepreneur, having a nonprofit, you receive tax advantages by giving back to your community as well. So we'll get more into that next time as well. And again, safety as in your emergency fund and your savings and your growth potential. What are you investing in? So we'll get more into the financial kick and financial cornerstone down the line. But right now, your focus is to not live paycheck to paycheck. Your focus is to live below your means and to pay your debts and to start your emergency fund. Okay? All right, so great stuff. Make sure y'all really listen. Y'all writing down this information. Feel free to rewind. Um, this is very important to becoming wealthy, like she said. So in our final words, I guess we'll talk about, or we'll just wrap up on, it's very important to reduce our debt. Yes. Build our emergency savings. Mm -hmm. Even the savings outside of the emergency savings, like she said, that savings that you're going to use for those important investments. Um, so you are able to get those. Like um, a 401k. Yeah. Or those are not so you get profitable returns. Um, secure uh, loans help. Build credit as well. You want to be building your credit, which we didn't talk on. We're going to have to talk about that next time. Credit is very important, people. So yep, it is. Paying your bills, paying those debts down, that affects your credit. Yep, and making sure your um, income to debt ratio is in a good place. So it's very important. Y'all can go to your, like your state website, city websites, and Eventbrite to find different um, financial literacy workshops that are free in your community. I know where I live and for who I work for, they actually offer a lot of different um, financial literacy workshops, home buyer workshops and stuff like that. And the home buyer workshops that actually help you, like you say, in the investments when you're dealing with the real estate and stuff like that. So those are free workshops that you can take advantage of to get in on this stuff. One more important topic other than credit. Make sure you're paying your taxes every year. Oh, yeah. Pay your taxes. Do not let that sit because the IRS will come for your check, okay? Mm -hmm. Make sure, I know it's like, oh, there's all this money. I don't have any other factors. I'm single. I don't have any kids. That does not matter. Pay what is owed to Uncle Tom. Pay mm -hmm. him, okay? That's very important or you're going to be in a whole different world of trouble. Yeah. I didn't even know that people were actually really like, out here not paying their taxes. It's a lot of... I mean, not of, even like, you know, like the famous celebrities. That, no, like no, regular old people, people. They are not paying their taxes and they don't understand how... The IRS will send a notice to your employer mm -hmm. and if you're a business person, you're going to end up getting have to get an IRS tax attorney. Okay? They're going to send a notice to your employer and they're going to garnish your wages. Yep, garnish and you cannot wages. protest. They will just take your check. Yeah. So if you owe money... Look at your local website to see how you can start a payment plan with the federal government and with your local state representatives yeah. so that you can pay your taxes, at least get on a plan so you don't have to receive all those penalties because that's going to be probably more than what you actually owe. Yeah. So pay your taxes, people. So question while we're wrapping up. So a regular old person working a regular old job, are they owing taxes because of the way they filled out their W-9s? Because they're getting all those texts on the front end. Is that why they're owing in the back end? Well, or just it all depends. It depends on the current tax law, what's going on in um, politics. 
and what percentage is actually owed. And then at the end of the year, they can see, hey, you actually owe more mm-hmm. based on the change in the tax law. Uh, so yeah. people look at the law. Look at what's going on in your community. There's so much information that we are oblivious to that directly affect us. Look at the current tax laws and pay attention to when they talk about tax laws and how it's going to change. Because a lot of the times it does not benefit you. It hurts you. So you being aware of that may help you prevent taking out more money over time if you're aware of it in the beginning. So that when you create your budgets, you at least know what percentage is going to come out for your taxes. Yeah. Now, when you're filling out your W-9, if you're single, you need to put single. You don't need to claim all these different things, falsifying information, which is illegal, because it's going to come back and bite you. And they're going to find you. You could have potential jail time. Yeah. So if you're single, claim one. That takes more money out your taxes because you owe more. You're not... Other people that have children, they have to spend more money towards it. It's, it's seen as a debt, Okay. You don't have those disadvantages, they're quote-unquote disadvantages to the tax law, that prevents you from actually paying Uncle Tom more, is to help weigh out what is needed for the state, mm-hmm. which we can you know, argue whether it's fair or not. That doesn't matter, because if you're not participating in your community and helping these laws come into place for yourself, you have to deal with the outcome, period. So yeah. pay attention to the law. If you, you need to advocate, you need to take time out of your weekly schedule, your monthly schedule, pay attention to what's going on and advocate for your people and for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's another, I'm going to speak on that also <laughs> in the next discussion because the millennium generation is not doing well when it comes to paying attention to the laws and what's going on in politics and how it's directly affecting us in the long term. Yeah, that's a, that's going to be a whole different topic, politics, which needs to be a topic. So that's my little take on that. All right, you guys. So I hope you got some great information out of the discussion we had today about financial literacy, that money, money, money. So you guys take care and thank you for listening to Empower Series Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.